Episode 39 of the Down Under Thundercast, the podcast where we talk about offensive podcasts from the week gone by, from RAP to LOS to MASPP and everything in between. I'm your host, Jay, and welcome. Hello. Or as fucking Mrs. Doubtfire would say, hello. Um, I hope you've all had a very productive week. You've all been safe, unless it's sex, and I hope you've been unsafe. Um we got a lot to cover tonight, today, whatever, wherever you are, today, tonight, morning, afternoon, good evening, there's a lot here, there's a lot to unpack, um, we'll try and be funny, we'll try and be educational, and maybe you'll laugh, maybe you'll feel, maybe you'll whack off to it, I don't care, but um, let's start with a funny thing, and then we're going to get into a serious thing, so DC... <laughs> So the show Harley Quinn, the animated show Harley Quinn, which is in into its third season, how apparently had a scene with Batman where he eats pussy, and the DC higher ups decided to pull this um, part of the show. To and when asked why, they said, "Heroes don't do that." Uh, and. Made me think. First off, does that mean bad guys only eat pussy? Does that mean the Joker's the only selfless lover? You know, does does Two Face, you know, use half his tongue to eat pussy? And then it made me think of all the heroes in DC and Marvel who their masks, like the hero's mask. Think of Batman's mask. Covers his head, his eyes, his nose, but it leaves the mouth open. It's funny that, isn't it? It leaves the mouth open almost like it was meant for kissing scenes and to eat pussy, and if he wants us, if he's into that. It made me think about other heroes who have that same situation. Green Lantern has that situation. Superman doesn't wear a mask. Robin, Nightwing, the only, you know, and and the only examples of superheroes I can think of that don't wear masks showing their mouth or their face are the Red Hood, Iron Man, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and then we're getting into Marvel. But DC-wise, which is notoriously more of a more gritty, mature audience, directed at more of a mature audience, they've all got their face showing. I can't think of a DC hero outside of Red Hood who's really an anti-hero who doesn't have his mouth seen. I don't know, maybe I'm skipping over one, but I can't really think of one. So, heroes eat pussy. I'm a hero, and I eat pussy all fucking day. So, let the cat... Listen, let the cat. Let the bat eat the cat. All right. And I think um, 
Zack Snyder recently put on Twitter of a picture of Batman eating a fucking box out of fucking Catwoman. So it's canon. Batman eats pussy. Because heroes eat pussy. We're selfless lovers. If you're not letting your girlfriend come before you, or you're at least not facilitating it, you're not a hero. Real heroes eat pussy. And ass. Alright, that was the fun part. And now we get to the more serious part. The, the part where it's a bit frightening. So, if you're an international listener and you're not from Australia, this will all come as new news to you. If you're an Australian listener, you know what I'm about to say. So, famous YouTube comedian slash political commentator, Friendly Geordies has for the last, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Friendly Geordies on this, on earlier podcasts of this podcast. He has for the last year been going after a politician by the name of John Barillaro, who for the sake of this podcast, we're going to call Brass. He's been going after, you know, questioning his authenticity, um, bringing up alleged possibilities that he's corrupt. He's made videos in John Barrow in Brazza's Airbnb mansion that he rents out. And he's gone after Braz very hard. This all came to a head about two months ago when Braz decided, decided to sue Friendly Geordies for defamation. And you know, most of it, if you, if you read the transcript or you know, you've watched a Friendly Geordies video, it's a lot of bullshit. Um, <clears throat> pretty much the case entails that Friendly Geordies has, um, what would be the word I'm looking for here? Not defecated, but has diminished Brazza's character by calling him corrupt, um, made mockery of his Italian heritage by, you know, you know, Examples of eating spaghetti and calling him Super Mario and so on and so forth. So Barilaro decided to sue. In hopes that, like most people, when they get sued, they shut their fucking mouths. Friendly Geordies didn't do this. Friendly Geordies went on the attack, and he continued to go on the attack. He called the... the um, the lawsuit, what it was, it was a crock of shit, and yeah, he kept going, until this week, in which Braz, Mr. Barilaro, decided to send over <coughs> an anti-terrorism police force to one of Jordan's producers, who also is studying law, to his house in which his mother was roughed up, his dog was nearly killed, and this producer, Christo, was arrested. Under... And filed under the fact that he was stalking Mr. Barilaro. Or Brass. 
Um, it wasn't. Luckily for this world we live in, in 2021, we have technology everywhere. Christo recorded it. He simply walked up to Barilaro and handed him back the document so he could fix a mistake he made by putting his address as Parliament House, which obviously he does not live at Parliament House. <clears throat> Why is this serious, you may be asking? Why is this important? This is just another case of a politician swinging his big dick around to arrest a small content creator. It's probably one of the bigger content in Australia. He's probably, <coughs> as I choke on ghost dick, he's probably one of the bigger commentators we have that isn't associated with a media network in Australia, which our media in Australia at the moment is very skewed one way. And it's not the way that Jordan is going. This is scary because this is an attack on free speech. This is an attack on comedy in Australia. Everything Jordan does has been truthful. With when he when he gets serious, he gets serious. He mentions, you know, the failures of the Liberal and the National Government, but he also likes to be funny. And that's why he is able to attract a younger audience who don't overly care about politics and get them invested in it because he makes them laugh and he makes them think. And that's what good content is. This is an attack on that. This is an attack on independent journalism and it's an attack on comedy. And for someone like me, this is a little bit scary. Because think about it, we've been doing this for nearly 40 episodes. I say offensive shit. I say mean words. If this is the way Australia is going, if we're going to start locking people up and arresting people for saying naughty words, where's it stop? You know? Am I going to have the anti-terrorism unit break down my door because of my association with podcasts that have unfounded and unmitigated connections to right-wing organizations. Is someone going to break in my door? Is someone going to step on my dog? This, This is the fight. And what I mean by that is this is the fight of all fights for Australia, for Creative freedom, for comedy, and for freedom of speech. So, I don't. I never. I never ask for money from. I would never sit here, and I would never be. I don't do this for money. I do it for the enjoyment, for the fun, and for the kicks. But I will be leaving a link in the synopsis of this episode to his legal fund, because this is the fight. This is where we can make a difference. If Friendly Geordies and his producer win these cases, it will, could, should, would shake the foundations of not only politics, but comedy to its core. If he loses, it's game over. It's game over for the, the YouTube with 10 follow with 10 views. It's over for the YouTuber with 50,000 views in Australia. 
it'll essentially say that if you're not on TV doing PG comedy or if you're not a political journalist who writes what they want you to write, you won't be seen and you will be cancelled. And then the media's already doing it. The whole week has been article after article of slandering Geordies, of attacking his character, everything from racist, misogynistic, to sexist. <coughs> the media doesn't want Geordies to win. The politicians don't want Geordies to win. But the people need him to win this. For our own future, this is important. And that's all I'll say on it. So, yeah. And now we get into the main portion of this podcast. The podcast, what you come to listen to. And that is a review of podcasts from the week on the LJG Award for Podcasts of the Week. <clears throat> Just the one honourable mentions this week. <clears throat> Jeez, my fucking my throat's all dry and shit. Just one honourable mention, and that is Come Town, the Horns of Charles. Very good episode. I just didn't take notes. Speaking of Come Town, our first tab off the rank is Come Town Premium, like water for pussy. Like, what if a little bit of pussy? Just a crumb of pussy. Just a crumb. Um, they talk about the Indian James Bond, which was an Indian spy who was sent into Pakistan, which um, you wouldn't think you'd need a spy for that, would you? You know, he, he, he'd blend in pretty well. <laughs> Just saying. Um, they do a gay James Bond and Sopranos mashup. Um, apparently, Floyd Mayweather's daughter is going to prison for life for stabbing NBA young boy's baby mama. That's not a joke, that was legit. I had to look it up and I can confirm that. Tell you, you give people money. Um, and then the idea of men being classy when women flash their breasts, or their boobies, or their tickets. I remember I told this story recently to a, a mate of mine when I was 15. The first set of tits I ever saw. And we were playing, I think it was me and either my brother or my cousin and my stepdad. And we were playing pool and there was a rather <coughs> ganky bitch, we'll say who was playing with her, I don't know, the, the bloke she was fucking or whatever. And we were playing doubles. And I remember playing and we are like, let's do a friendly wager. I think we put up like 20 bucks and my stepdad looked to me and was like, what do you want to wager against them? And I remember leaning over and seeing him on tippy toes and whispering, if we win, she has to show her boobs. And he laughed because he was a dirty old fucking perv. And he was like, okay. She was like 22, 23, but she looked like a skank. Not the good skank that we will talk about later. We won, obviously. She float, she showed her boobs, and we all proceeded to act like fucking animals. You know, waving her hands up and down, fucking hollering and fucking 
carry on like a bunch of dickheads. So imagine next, so the next time you see a girl flash your boobies, just nod your head in solidarity and say, that is nice. Be classy. There's another story from that night. Um, I, my childhood is fragments. They're bits and pieces of everything. I'm hundred. I'm nearly hundred percent sure this happened on the same night because he was, the boyfriend didn't take very kindly to this. He later confronted my stepdad at the pub, when he was holding <coughs> my two-year-old brother. So I have this image in my brain that I have never been able to get rid of, of my stepdad punching the fuck out of this bloke, by holding a two-year-old child in his other hand. I've never seen anything like that, and I really wish there was security camera footage of it because it would go viral like a motherfucker. But that image is mentally burned into my head of a, a fucking 6'4", fucking, fucking bloke punching the shit out of some scrawny cunt while he's holding a child. Oh, my childhood was great, wasn't it? Okay. Oh, I gave that three and three fourths rattlesnake. Next up, we have the real ass podcast, the Staky Fruit with Dalton Pruitt and Chris from Brooklyn. <coughs> they talk about gross things Asians eat, like bats, or um, when there's another one they eat that's really fucked up. Well, they eat a bunch of fucked up shit. They eat armadillos, and a bunch of bugs and shit. Like, Everyone's got, I'm sure to them, a chicken parmesan looks really gross to them. And then they talk about the gross things that Asian cultures do to animals. And then you have, and like I said, like they would probably look at a chicken palm and be like, that's disgusting. <coughs> you know, every country has a gross food. Like camembert cheese, for example. Camembert cheese stinks like shit. I hate that cheese. But my girlfriend loves it. So every time we go out and that's on the menu, we have to order it. And I have to sit there and be repulsed by it. <coughs> Can't stop coughing, fuck. What else would be a good example of this? Pretty much any Italian cheese. Like, um, what is it? I used to use a little time Florentine, no. It's F-O-N-T-I-N-A. It's a stinky cheese. Blue cheese, disgusting. What else? Mexican Mexican food's pretty tame. You know, you go to fucking, you know, fucking Scotland or fucking Wales or Ireland and they're eating fucking haggis and sheep's brain and all that shit. That's probably not fucking ideal. So it's not just an Asian thing. Every country's got gross shit. And then the boys discuss, what would you rather eat? Cat, dog, or human? Now, do I have to know, do I have to see the dog before it's killed? Like, if it's a puppy, I'm going to struggle to eat it. But I'm also not a big fan of eating human. 
do I have to say the human before it's killed? I'm going to say cat because I'm not a big fan of cats. I just can't eat a dog. The idea of it mentally fucks me up. Uh, <clears throat> they talk about Kid Rock casually sneaking the word faggot into a song at a steakhouse. Kid Rock, you surprised by this? You shocked by this? Um, what else? Talk about finding your parents' sex toys. See, I think this may be one of those childhood memories I have blanked out, because I swear I have, but I just, I don't remember it. A lot of those fucking dirty magazines and videos, but not fucking toys. Um, people claim the vaccine made them into Magneto. Yeah, sure, I'll buy it. <clears throat> Nothing to do with the fact that you might be sweating and you stick a magnet on it, it just holds there, right? Uh, um, and then Dalton talks again about his heavy addiction to Kratom, <clears throat> being heavily addicted to Kratom and having it stolen in the mail. And they talk about stolen mail, which I must say, I, I remember being... 12 years old, and my older brother being like, oh, I'm going to send you some money in the mail, and I just never got the money. Now, did he send it to me? Probably not, but he did say that he did send it. You, you don't trust the post office. They're fucking sneaky motherfuckers. <coughs> fucking hell. Yeah, fucking something stuck in my phone. Oh. Next, oh yeah, I gave that four rattlesnakes. It was very good, and we'll we'll talk about it a bit later. Um, next up, we have Legion of Skanks, Garlic Sticks. Why is it called Garlic Sticks? Because Lewis was pretty sure that there was fucking a food called Garlic Sticks. There isn't. Um, Lewis talked to his Vegas trip, training with Bisping, <coughs> meeting Jason Ellis, and having a very Lewis-esque freakout during a coffee run, in which he waited half an hour, an hour in Starbucks, and proceeded to lose his shit, but in his defense, Lewis three years ago would have stabbed someone. Well, he would have beat the fuck out of someone. Lewis doesn't that fast. I talk about Talon Booker, Jeff Singer's resignation from Just From Laughs for saying, oh, I put bigger, but I don't think the word that he said was bigger. <laughs> That's funny. I made it funny. Um, in an attempt of a joke. It wasn't funny. People didn't find it amusing. Um, yeah, and then they talk about, you know, a lot of the same stuff, cancel culture, um, the philosophy of being a comedian through their eyes. This is, it's not very funny, but it's very educational. And they do rehash a lot of the stuff that we have talked about in the past, but it still should be said. And it's really important to listen to. Um, 
They talk about uh, our dear friend, our, our lovely friend, Seth Simons. Faggot. Sorry, I coughed. <laughs> Seth, I got still got that cough. <coughs> Faggot. <coughs> Faggot. Um, recent article claiming Joe Rogan should give struggling stand-up comedians to move to Texas a few thousand dollars to survive because he made a hundred million dollars on a Spotify deal. Let me explain to you why this is stupid. Your money is your money. You work hard for your money. No matter how much you have. To give it to well, half a dozen comedians because they're struggling may only equate to 20 grand. That's still 20 grand off your kid's future and their kid's future. It's some communist shit. If you move to Texas and you can't survive, that's your own problem. Not Rogan's. Should have come with a better plan. But no, Seth thinks everyone should be equal and everyone should, you know, love one another. And we should all sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya. And as long as we don't say the wrong things or do the wrong things or try and be funny. Um, Cat Williams comes out and says the cancel culture doesn't exist. This is now the third comedian and the... What is it? As many weeks have said that. Seth Rogen said it. Kevin Hart said it. <clears throat> Their whole basis being that it's not cancel culture. It's, um, what is it? Um, oh, my word. What is the word I'm looking for? Consequence culture. It's really easy to say that when you're up high. It's really easy to look down and say that. When I've watched people be cancelled. When I watched... Shane Gillis lose the role of a lifetime when I watched and heard Lewis and Jay and Dave talk about roles they didn't get because of their past. <clears throat> but no, it doesn't exist. It's all just make-believe. And maybe to a certain degree it is in some ways. But the truth, perception is reality. I've seen it. I've seen it happen to Seth. I've seen it happen to Shane, Ari, so on and so forth. Some people it gets to, some people don't. It all depends on how you play the game. <coughs> and then Dave talks about, you know, when they were doing out, I think we were doing the podcast at the time, we're doing <coughs> outside um, skank shows and not feeling comfortable because. And we'll get to this at the end of the podcast because this comes up again. Legion of Skanks isn't for everyone. It's not. This is not, it is not a show for everyone. I will give you the best example. I once tried to show my partner Legion of Skanks. She made it 45 seconds into a bit. And she then proceeded to walk out the room and fucking crack it. Now, granted, I did show her the one with the Down syndrome, the Down syndrome with a boxer. But it's not for everyone. It's not meant for everyone. Everything I talk about in this podcast is not meant for everyone. It's for a particular set of person who knows what a joke is and has a very dark sense of humor and has probably been touched once or twice as a child. It's not for everyone. And nor should everything... Fuck, I can't stop coughing. 
comedy should never be for everyone. And we talked about this with Jezinek a couple of weeks ago. Good comedy is for a particular set of people. You should try and be as broad as you can, but it should still try and pinpoint on a particular set. Whether it's clean stand-up or, you know, quirky stand-up or that feminist stand-up. It, it's directed at a particular set of people. This stand-up is directed at people who have extremely warped senses of humor. Who are dark, who are edgy, and I'm using quotation marks. It's not for everyone. And it shouldn't be pushed to everyone. And we'll get to that a bit later. Um, then they talk about woke fishing, which is the act of pretending to be woke to get pussy. Just as I look up on my screen and I see watching the latest episode of Power and someone's getting pussy. Here's the thing. Men will do whatever they have to do to get pussy. They will pretend to be whatever they need to be to get pussy. Am I distracted right now? A little bit. But I became a chef to get pussy. The whole reason I did it was because I remember hearing Michael Bublé when I was 14 years old ask, why did you become a singer? And he said, to get laid. I became a chef to get laid. I was around impressionable 19, 20-year-olds and I was in a position of power. I got pussy. I got more pussy as a chef than I ever did before. That's what men do. We will do whatever the fuck it takes to get pussy. If that means we have to pretend to be vegan for a year, or fucking pretend to care about women's rights, we will do it. Pussy's pussy. Yeah, very good episode. Probably not their best Zoom show, but it was still a very good episode. Um, you have a free and free false rattlesnake. And we're looking on time. We're good on time, we're good on time. Uh, next up, we get to Bye Guys with Shane Smith and Matt Arthur. Legs up, don't shoot. Um, they talk about different kinds of Fago drinks, which, if you know what Fago is, you definitely came to the right podcast. Um, apparently, there's a lot. I think I was looking, there's more than like 20 types of Fago. Ridiculous. They talk about animals walking on you fucking. One of my pet peeves. I, I especially with this dog. Who, funny enough, I mentioned this dog one year ago. Not one year ago. Two years ago, I got this dog. Two years ago, I walked into a vet in the middle of nowhere and sat in the checkup room with him for an hour as he pissed the floor and he climbed all over me and I realised I'm going home with this dog and this dog hasn't they really are man's best friend he's enriched my life he's a pain in the ass, and I really wish he wouldn't piss everywhere as you heard from last week's episode but um he's a good boy but he walks in on us having sex all the time because he thinks our bed is his bed Um, I'd like to thank Bye Guys for introducing me to the horrors that are 
Efuk, that is E-F-U-K-T. Boy, oh boy, if I thought the Discord for Legion of Skanks was bad, I saw some really fucked up shit there, I'll tell you that much. Don't do it, kids. Don't, don't, don't look. Someone banging on my wall? You banging on the wall because of me? Bang three times if you bang on the wall because of me. Nope, not me. Um, Ian, 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 drops the most drunk uncle, drunk racist uncle joke I ever heard. Um, what does a racist pirate say? A hard hour. <laughs> I got a chuckle. Um, when the, then they talk about something that I can relate to that, um, when you're exhausted or you're sleep deprived, wanking feels so much different. It's on another level. Like with those days where I stay up all day to reset my sleeping pattern, I will sit on this very couch I'm sitting on. Ah, oh, just fucking till it's rare, till it's raw, man. It's just it's a different fucking mentality. You can get into a zone that is not possible. I'm literally sure that's where the idea of masturbation makes you go blind comes from. Because you just go fucking wonky. <coughs> and then talk about wanking off while being sick. I do this. I am almost guaranteed to you, guarantee you. It makes me feel better. I don't know if it's a rush of adrenaline or endorphins. But when I'm sick and I jerk off, I feel better. And I feel like I get better quicker. Um, they talk about getting hard to non-sexual TV or music. Uh, my best, like, you know, or like video games. Like, I remember being 14 and playing GTA and I would, like, have to go and jack off. Not because it was sexual, it was just something about that fucking game that I didn't want to whack off. The only bit of music that still does it to me, every time I hear Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, I get hard. I remember seeing a fucking porn compilation years ago that had that song and I would always go back to it for like six months and every time I hear that song I think of that clip um people like when you go on a date with someone and they hate when you drink soda instead of a beer I do this I've also had situations where it's like you're not drinking and they look at you funny it's like Listen, if you're, if you're on a date and you decide to have a soda, drink a fucking soda. And if they don't like it, don't suck your dick. Lick your ass. Um, Zach talks about wanting to own some cool weapons. We're going to talk about outside of a gun. Um, I always wanted to own a pair of knuckle dusters. I, I remember working, doing welding classes once, and I made a set of knuckle dusters. I wouldn't want to take them home, unfortunately. Besides that, nunchucks would be cool. Samurai sword. Death styles aren't really practical. I'd probably end up missing. But to make it a bit of an Australian flavor, a boomerang. Give me a boomerang, and I'll fuck cunts up with it. And then lastly, they talk about a woman who used a taser to masturbate, and they showed it, and that woman's 
pussy is fucking made of steel. Golly gosh. Um, I gave this three and three fourths rattlesnakes. It was a very good episode. Um, Shane Smith, Zach Amico, and Ian together are a really good tandem. Um, we'll do one more and then we'll take a quick break so I can get the fucking shit that is out of my throat. I oh, will do two more. The next two are pretty quick. Next up, we have to a bonus episode of Panties in the Mouth. I'm Doug, and this is Jackass. I gave this three and a half rattlesnakes. Um, obviously, Loki's got a new TV show on Disney Plus that I probably won't watch, um, but it's been announced that Loki is gender fluid. Now, here's the thing. This is not news. This has been in comic books for over two decades. I think at one point Loki was reincarnated as a woman. But, you know, given the the world we live in these days, to come out and say like something like this is so proud and so brave. So strong. And they talk about, you know, feelings on comic books jamming in different gender sexual orientations. Did they do one recently? was like, did they make a character gay? What they do do is they do change the genders of fucking superheroes. Like, they made four a woman. They made Iron Man a woman. Made Iron Woman, Iron Man a black woman. Which makes no sense. You can't, you can't have a black girl have wealth. <laughs> See, fuck you there. Australian, don't come on, send the fucking counterterrorism to our fucking task force to my fucking house. Um, didn't they? And they made two new superheroes called like Snowflake and or like Cancel Culture or some shit. Yeah, it's just that they interjammed it in. There's nothing you can do about it. And lastly. I have a question for you. I want you to think about it. Is there anyone in combat sports more hateable right now than Jake Paul? Because I, besides Kobe Covington, and I think Kobe Covington isn't as hateable as he used to be. I can't think of anyone else more hated than Jake Paul right now. He is the number one heel in combat sports. Yeah, no, that's it. And that's why he's making the money. It was a very, it was a bonus episode of his opinion, his mouth, and I thank them for that. I gave this three and a half rattlesnakes. It was good for a quick listen. Alright, one more and then we'll take a break and hear from our imaginary sponsors. Next up we have Matt and Shane's secret podcast, What's His Name, with Joe DeRosa. Joey Roses. Oh, this young kid's going to get pussy. Good on him. Um, I gave this four rattlesnakes. It was a very good episode. Um, they talk about is drinking wine gay? Depends. Like, oh, I had, I've had glasses of wine with dinner, but I think if you come home and you have a glass of wine and you're a man, pretty gay. 
Uh, being the dude who steals the armrest, you know, I hate that at a plane. I, I hate hopping on a plane and you sit next to a beast dude and he's just, he's taken fucking both armrests and he's just slouching over you. Here's the rule, okay? The left armrest is always yours. Unless there isn't, unless there isn't a left armrest, then the right arm left is yours. These are the rules. Someone steals your armrest, you can't let motherfuckers take that shit from you. You've got to take it back. Uh, Jerry Roses decides to be a faggot and bang on about Xbox Game Pass and how great it is. And PlayStation for life, man. Fuck, if I don't give a fuck about Xbox. Xbox is for families. If you've got fucking 10 kids and fucking you don't have a lot of money, then get an Xbox. But if you're a real gamer and you want the good exclusives, you buy a PlayStation. Also, you, don't, you buy a PlayStation if you're not a faggot. <laughs> they talk about, have you ever jerked off video, to a video, to a video game? Well, I just said the GTA one. Never played any of those, you know, the ones with the fucking anime girls with big tits. I never played any of those, but I probably would have to that. Hmm. Is there another video game I've ever whacked off to or seen something that prompted me to whack off? No, it's GTA. I'm playing Cyberpunk at the moment. I'm sure I'll, hit, I'll get to the point in Cyberpunk where I whack off that. <coughs> Maybe The Witcher. There was probably something in The Witcher that made me whack off. Um, they're talking about using the, con- the controller when it vibrates and putting it on your dick. That feels good. Everyone's done that. For most boys, when they're 13 years old, that's their sexual awakening. But yeah, like I said, it was a very good episode. Probably Joe's best appearance on a podcast outside of Legion Escape. <coughs> he's still a bit of a faggot, but he's Joey Roses. You can't expect much. All right, I need to go and drink some water and have a cough drop because my throat is fucked at the moment. We'll be right back after a quick word from our imaginary sponsor. Hello there. I am Jay Hackerschmidt. And are you tired of lasting hours in the bedroom? Are you tired of spending hours pumping hour after hour when you could be doing other things like recording a podcast or playing 2K with the boys? Well, I have the solution for you about brand new drug. Come hard. Come hard. Or have you come in in seconds so you can spend your, your time doing other things like taking the dog for a walk? seeing a movie, or all in all, just not spending time with your significant other. Kamar is an easy red chewable pill with the same ingredients as anti-Viagra and Cialis. And if you use promo code DUT, you will get 50% off your first shipment. That's promo code DUT at kamar.com. <coughs> And we return for part two of the UT. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, blah, blah.
Next up, we have Devil Dogs, and that's with a Z. Can't forget the Z. Never forget the Z. With Brian Sixth and Ryan Shano, the Real Life Podcast. This is the return of the rap, the Mac. This is Lewis's return. The prodigal son returns. Um, yeah, and apparently he's planning to do an episode of rap every day for the next week, and he has. We've held to that, to the best of my knowledge, at the time of this recording. Um, Lewis talks his only free memories of his father, which is wrestling with him, getting the belt, and there was one other memory that I can't remember. And then he talks, you know, getting the belt as a child. We all got the belt as a child. I remember my stepdad had a belt with the buckle off it, and he would crack the shit out of you with it. Oh, he fucking whooped me with it. Until one day I was about 13 years old, he hit me with it. And he hit me with it again, and I didn't make a sound, I didn't wince, I didn't move in pain. I can't remember what movie I saw that on. I saw that on a movie as a kid. But I remember in a movie that happened to a kid, and he never got whipped again. And I can tell you, after three whips and I wasn't saying anything and I wasn't feeling anything, I stopped getting it. Uh, I think it was Shane that talks about naming a cat the N-word, and that is E-N-W-O-R-D. So every time the cat does something wrong, it's a stupid N-word. Or that N-word can't swim. Hmm? You don't like cats, do you, buddy? No. Ah, birthday boy. He's a birthday boy. But yeah, imagine having a cat the N-word. Crazy shit. Uh, Lewis talks training with um, Bisbing and Kelly. Definitely check out the fight journal we published. It was very, very good. And you get to see Lewis get hit with a really nice liver shot that put him down. Uh, they talk talented male pid- midgets. Pidgets. Midgets get mad pussy. Like, I bet you. Peter Dinklage must, probably especially like five years ago before the end of Game of Thrones, that man would have got so much fucking pussy. Um, they then call Dan Soda, and the question is, is Dan Soda ugly? Is Dan Soda just a really big midget? <clears throat> I can see that. He's got that flap. He's got, if you put his face on a midget, it's, you believe it. Um, they talk about the two Nugget fans fighting the Suns fan and copying an absolute hiding. Funny enough, those two Nuggets fans put out a Snapchat saying they whooped that dude's ass. <laughs> Tell you, they brewed him tough in fucking Phoenix. Even though it wasn't even Phoenix, it wasn't in Phoenix, was it? It was a net, it was a Nuggets home game. So he was in enemy territory and he still whooped those two motherfuckers' asses. Kid's got some big fucking balls. And then they talk about tattooing dogs. So apparently in Mexico, like, they fucking tattoo dogs. I actually did research into this because I was quite shocked. And they do cats. Like, and I think the, if you get caught in America doing it, you get either five days in jail or a $250 fine. Like, like there's a lucrative business to be made there. 
but a fucking horrible thing to do. And most of those animals are going to die after the tattoo because they're going to get infections and they're going to lick it and they're going to die. Next up we have, and then we have, oh, I gave that fucking motherfucking free and fruitful rattlesnake. Good have right back. Didn't realize how much I missed it until the last couple of days listening to it. Listening to it. And next up we have the Lab Boys, the Jackass Curse. Chris from Brooklyn and Chris Stanley. Um, Dalton's still adamant on pushing this idea of doing a Lab Boys, Lewis, Dragon Ball C watch cast. Like, I don't, you know, of all the shows you could watch and do a podcast on, I think Dragon Ball Z may be the worst one. Because there's, there's, there's whole episodes of fighting and then there's 12 episodes leading up to more fighting. Like, if I was ever to do one of those things, and I've never really put a lot of thought into it, so I'm sort of thinking on the fly. You know what? I would do one on power. Power would be one, Sons of Anarchy would be one, The Sopranos, which I'm sure someone's done, would do one, Breaking Bad, like, you need, you need dramas to do it. You can't do it on a fucking cartoon that's fucking 20 years old. But Dalton, he's got his fucking ideas. And then Dalton talks about living in a roommate that just came out of Rutgers and fucking... Likes to smoke his blunts, so you can guess the national, you can guess the ethnicity of this gentleman. Uh, Robbie's fear of roller coasters, which I must say is a very genuine fear, because I have that fear as well. I hate roller coasters. Like fucking, I would always go to carnivals or like shows, and I would just do the dodging cars. And if I was feeling really risque, I'd hop on like the spinning tea kit, the teacups. It's a justified, like, you'd be surprised how many people die on roller coasters. And then lastly, they finish on Dalton's favourite, Natalie Miles. And we all love Natalie Miles. Like, she is a, she is a stunner. But she, uh, she needs to slow down with the anal because she's, it's, it's starting to show. Like, she, the bitch is starting to prolapse. But yeah, it was a good episode. It was short and sweet. I gave a free and free force rattlesnake. It was good. And then we get to the the original panties in the mouth episode they were supposed to release, and that is heroes don't do that. Um, you can guess why it's called that. We've already hashed over it, so we're not going to rehash it again. But um, they talk about who's the hot lady in movies in twenty twenty one because it ain't Meryl Streep anymore because age has caught up to her. Just you know, Charlie's. Faron count as an old woman yet? Like she's in her fifties. Is it how? Is it fucking Helen Carter? Mm. Trying to think, who's the most attractive old woman I've seen in a movie recently? Hmm. It's probably Charlie Faron. It probably is. Yeah. Don't know, you should probably find out she's not fucking old. And then obviously they talk about the Batman doesn't eat pussy part, and then they talk about best XX parody. Um, 
what was the best one I ever saw? The Pirates of the Caribbean ones were good. The SpongeBob ones, which I talk on the podcast, were good. Simpsons ones, well, you know, there's a lot of fucking. You can figure out what it is. A lot of that, and you know what a lot of that parody is made of. Um, yeah. But it used to be fun. Like twenty, like ten years ago, they were fun. I'm sure there's a Family Guy one. I'm definitely sure that you know American Dad one, a Rick and Morty one. But now, you know, it's it's a bit on the nose. Um, they talk about losing track on time on TikTok or YouTube Reels. Like, man, you lose fucking hours. You can just blank like that. Pretty nutty. And E3, and then they lastly talk about E3 happened and no one really cared. Um... I think the two biggest things to come out of E3 were Halo and Battlefield. Battlefield doesn't have a, mo- a single player, so no one cares, and Halo is Halo, which is really, Halo is now Destiny, because they're going for the same format. Uh, listen, I will never mix words with E3. It was great 10 years ago. It was great when I was a 15-year-old, and you'd be like, oh, the new Assassin's Creed, or oh, the new Halo, or fucking, oh, the new Call of Duty. No one cares now. Everyone does their own thing. PlayStation does their own thing. Nintendo does their own thing. It's not the hub that it was. No one gives a fuck about it. That's the simple case. No one cares about it anymore. And when I say no one, I mean the people who make the games. So yeah. It was a decent enough episode. I gave it free and free false rattlesnake. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, if you had to choose between which one you were going to listen to this week, the first one I talked about... In the first part of the episode, or this one, probably choose this one. All right. What do we got? We got f- four left. Next up, we have the Real Life Podcast with Karen Fan, Mike Figs, and Anthony Anthony Denhausen. Mamuk, the Real Life Podcast. <coughs> There's no Zach on this one. Obviously, Lewis is trying to pump out one a day. Zach's got things to do. Um, like I said, Lewis promises to do daily reps this week. He has kept to that. As the joke would say, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> um, Lewis cop- Lewis's uh, YouTube channel copped a seven-day ban. For a 9-11 joke he made like three years ago with Lev. Because he, he said 9-11 was better than Lev's doco that he made. Was the sabotage? Did Lev plan this? Probably not, but it's funny to think that way. Ah, uh, we do Figs World News, which this wasn't the best example of Figs World News, but Figs Mike is is probably the best thing Mike Fig does on podcast because it's funny. And another thing, while we're on Mike Figs, Mike Figs is built the exact same way that a you would think he would be built as, and two built exactly like me. I mean, his gut's a bit bigger, but same, same. It was shocking when I saw that. He's a short, stubby, fat guy. Um, Karen will be appearing in Hustler, topless, in the coming future. 
I don't care. You know why? Because I've I've seen everything there is to see. Trust me. You um you hop on Reddit Reddit if you hop on the Legion of Skanks Discord, which is um unfortunately I can no longer hop on because I'm on an iPhone. I have to hop on a computer and I don't have a computer at the moment. But I've seen everything I need to see. I've seen I've literally seen that woman spread her ass cheeks. But I'm sure it'll be very classy and it'll look good. Um, they play guess Lewis's password. I'm gonna guess it's James, and then it's his birthday, or it's baby James two one two three or something like that. That's I bet you ten bucks. That's what it is. Uh, Lewis and Karen go into some extreme detail of all the public sex encounters they had from fucking on top of a cop car to having sex in the back of a Chinese restaurant to having sex in a photo booth. Cocaine will make you do that. (laughs) Crazy motherfuckers. Um, And then Lewis tries to figure out um, where to take baby James for Father's Day. I didn't know to it's considering it's just turned over to 12 o'clock. I didn't know that it was Father's Day. So if you're a father out there, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Father's Day. And if you're like me and you never knew your father, happy Gary Day, as the Bonfire fans would say. Um, This was very good for Rattlesnakes. This was probably the best one of the week. All right. Two to go. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually we finish on Legion of Skanks. You know, that's where we, we finish, we, we end how we start. Not this week. So this is the second last one, and then we're going to get a little bit serious. Just a little bit. So, if you're not into having any more serious conversations or listening to serious conversations, listen to the end of the review of Legion of Skanks, Willy Wanker with Anthony Cumia, and shut the podcast off. And thank you for listening. Um, as I said, episode, I think it's, Five four one. Legion Skanks, Willy Wanker with Anthony Cumia. I know, right? I know. I know. <coughs> um, talk about shaving your pubes. Apparently, they think that shaving your pubes makes your penis look smaller. This isn't the case, especially me. Like uh, my pubes seem to grow really heavy at the base. So I think I shaved it a couple of days ago, and it. It adds size to it. Unfortunately, as we've discussed in this podcast, I'm a grow I'm a grower, not a shower. So now I just look like a fucking a hairless mini Frankfurt. Um Listen, most of the first forty five minutes of this podcast is Lewis, Dave, Anthony and Jay doing crowd work. We've um some unexpected audience members who may have walked into a podcast that they hadn't planned to. You could, I've seen, I watched a bit of the video just to get grip on this, grips on this. They obviously didn't know what they were walking into. Okay. And here's the thing. I think, and I truly believe this, as we discussed in the first part of this podcast, audience members need to be told they're walking into stuff like this. They need to be told. They need to be told, listen, this is a really offensive podcast. It's really offensive humor. 
I don't know. I don't think you make them sign a waiver or anything like that. But they need to be they need to be made to understand that these are jokes. And I think the lovely black couple that was in the audience walked out after forty five minutes. But it was very good crowd work. We all know Jay loves his crowd work. This was it was funny. It's just there was this fucking fat. Oh, I won't say fat. She was thick, but with an extra with an extra T, you know, curly hair, glasses. Like you could tell she was going to go home and write a fucking article. You could tell. And she wasn't laughing. Um, you have you have to be given a warning. You have to be told. You know, like, movies have ratings. You walk into an MO movie, you know it's an MO movie. You walk into an R movie, you know it's an R movie. Yeah. Um, they talk about the porn star that killed herself after being trolled for flashing her boobs at the George Floyd Memorial. Did you see this Mauro? It's fucking, it's a fucking 30 foot tall bronze statue of George Floyd sitting on a bench. It's ridiculous. Like, let's walk past the fact that, you know, Floyd had his misgivings. It's a giant fucking statue. And I wonder how long it takes in, you know, 20 years' time we, we see a bunch of people try and tear that statue down. They did it with, you know, they, they I think all last year they were tearing statues down. People's beliefs are just like a pendulum. They swing one way to the extreme and then they swing to the next. That statue won't be there by the time I die. I can guarantee it. And I wonder how long it takes before someone climbs on top of it and decides to put its knee on its head. Because if I was there, that's what I would do. I'd be cancelled instantly, but it'd be worth it. Um, Lewis was, during the conversation, Lewis was eating half a barbecue chicken and while holding a microphone, which means he only had a fork in a hand and he was trying to cut the chicken. It was... He's a busy man. Let's give him that. We love Lewis J. Gomez. But fucking... Don't eat barbecue. You don't need a chow chicken on the fucking podcast. Oh, they're gonna kill this motherfucker. You dead, man. You just you're dead. You just walked into the wrong hood. Um. Uh, Dave talks getting robbed at gunpoint by a bunch of children. I must say, uh, the idea, you know, getting a gun pulled on you and robbed by about eight kids, you're like, fuck that. <sighs> but yeah, like, I, I'm not gonna, I have no experience with this. I've never been robbed in, in such a manner. But yeah, um, Anthony, Anthony shares a blunt with black man after over half a decade I listened to old Opie and Anthony bits I would have never picked that I've never if you told me five years ago there's going to be a podcast where Anthony Cumia shares a blunt with a black man I would have taught you a line and they have their most I think I don't know if we talked about it last week but they had their most ball of skank comp two people entered hey I know only two people Everyone who listens to the Legion of Skanks, out of everyone in the world, there's two people who are moderately wealthy. 
that's not surprising. We're, most Legionist Gangs fans, you can break up into three subsections. Subsections. I know, right? Three. Only three. Juggalos. And fucking dirt poor motherfuckers. People who are over fucking cancer culture. You gonna let me talk? I'll let you sit here. It's your birthday. Can I talk? Okay. People who are over cancel culture and are like offensive humor, like, you know, people who grew up on Jim Jeffries and shit like, not Jim Jeffries, but fucking go and bugger off then. No, bugger off. I'm not, I'm not patting you. Um, people who grew up on like George Carl, Eddie Murphy, shit like that. And there's probably the third section is of actual racists and sexists and homophobes and shit like that. No, I told you, man, you're dead. You're fucking dead. All right, go away. Come on, go scat. No. Um. Yes, yeah, so two people entered, and then Lewis comes up with this brilliant idea of when they pick a winner for the comp to sell chocolate bars with golden tickets. Hey, come on, that's enough. So that if you get a golden ticket, you get to go to the fucking motherfucking, like, the party. Like, this this massive party they're going to throw. Now, I'm sure Lewis knows no one who can do that. <laughs> and I'm sure this idea will go nowhere. But the man's got some creative ideas. He just never follows up on any of them. Alright. Here's the big ticket one. And this is the one I've had a few people ask me about. Lewis, at the end of the podcast, we're doing their plugs, Jay shows his really cool fingerless gloves he got from the Skanks Gangs. Lewis then proceeds to say that the Legion of Skanks is, sorry, the Skanks Gangs is the only Legion of Skanks fan cast out there. I've had people hit me up going, how do you feel about this? You know, do you feel this is shade, for, shade thrown on you? And I made my feelings known on it last night when I tweeted out, you know, to Hannah and Manhands that they deserve all the praise they get and I fully support the stuff they do. They were doing this first. I have a different flavour to it. This is a solo podcast. They do a tandem podcast. They're women, so even the two of them aren't as funny as me. (laughs) They're very good girls. Like, listen, I've I've reviewed their podcast in the past on here. I've got nothing for love for those girls. And I don't do this for, once again, I don't do this for the recognition. I don't do this for, you know, to be known about it. I do it because it's fun and I enjoy it. And it's the type of podcast I enjoy. When I decided to do a podcast, I had no idea what I was going to do. I fell into doing this because I enjoyed it. So I've got a lot of love for those girls. I promote their shit every week on here. If Lewis thinks they're the only fan cast that, you know, are the only Legion of Skanks fan cast, that's fine. Because I'm not a Legion of Skanks fan cast. I'm a Come Town fan cast. I'm a Loud Boys fan cast. I'm a Real Life Podcast fan cast. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm, I do eight different podcasts on this podcast. 
so much love to those girls. Please stop sending me messages. I'm super tired of hearing about it because I'm not <coughs> a fucking. I'm not gonna play this Twitter game. I got fucking mad respect for those girls, and that's the end of it. <coughs> yeah, very good episode. Very funny. Anytime Anthony Fumi is on, it's always gonna be funny. Like, so I gave this four and a half rattlesnakes. And you know, for me, that's high. Definitely check it out. All right. Oh, this is where we get not funny, which is most of the podcast, but this is where we get really serious. Next podcast is Anxiety-Ridden Time Bomb of Self-Loathing Skeptic Hank with Big J Ogerson. You can guess by the title what this is about. Jay goes into a great deal of detail of some of the problems a decade he had. He had with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. You know, he talks about having one night everything that he would have been going through. He talked about, you know, at the time he was having problems with housing. Maybe, you know, the owners of the house were giving him shit, having, you know, getting physical with him and his wife at the time. His career was in a funny place. He was opening for corn, which, you know, stand up for a musical act isn't well known. There was a lot of little pressures adding up. And one day he was sitting in his kitchen, smoking a joint, and all that shit popped through the wall. He had numbness in his arm for like fucking, I think he said two months. You know, he, he, he talked about a lot of it. You know, fucking. Not being able to be alone, being anxious all the time. You know, and like, like I just said, locking everything in a box until one day it popped. And listen, I can, I can relate to this. And this is why I left it till the end, even though I listened to it a few days ago. This is important because I've been there. And I think this is mental health month for men, men's mental health month. I've been there. About two and a, three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, I had what can only be described as a psychotic break. I was disillusioned with my life. A job that I loved had quickly become a job I hated. I hated the people I worked with. I hated the boss that I once had a tremendous amount of love and respect for turn on me. Um, I was looking down the barrel of a sexual harassment lawsuit because I was a chef and I would say stupid shit. My life at home, while okay, was up and down, I was in a bad way. And one day it just popped. It, it, it pushed through the wall and it all came flooding out. And I remember walking from my house all the way to the beach with the sole intention of hopping into the ocean and not coming back. And this was two o'clock in the morning. I walked 20K 
and I just said, I sat at the beach and I went, I'm just, I'm just going to hop in the ocean and I'm just going to float away because I couldn't deal anymore. I'd gotten to the point in my life where I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I'd become. I didn't know what I was doing. And if it hadn't been for my girlfriend, I probably would have. If I hadn't been with her, I probably would have just floated away. I did. I then proceeded to take a month off work. Got some Valium, which helped greatly. And trust me, it was great. And did a bit of therapy and I built myself back up. I changed my job. I got the dog. I worked on my relationship. I found a really good work-life balance because I had never had a work-life balance. It was always work, work, work. I had gone too far the other way and I got burnt. And and this is why I was listening to this and I could relate to it because I was always, just like Jay, I was always anxious. I've always been anxious. I've always overthought things. I've always done a lot of things Jay was talking about in this podcast. From being anxious as a kid. I remember waking up, like being laying in my bed at six years old and realizing my grandparents were going to die and having tears roll down my face. I wasn't crying. I was just thinking about it. And then I got up and I went to school. I was always anxious. My family always had money problems. There was always drugs and abuse in the house around me. I was always anxious. And it's something that over the course of the last few years I've worked on. You know, and that's what Jay said. Like, listen, medication is great. You got to find the right antidepressant or anti-anxiety pill you can. But you need to talk to someone. And sometimes you need to talk to someone. Not just your, your girlfriend or your friends. You need to talk to someone who can have you look, have you look at your situation through different eyes. And listen, I'm not a big fan of therapy, but when I've had to do it, I've done it. <coughs> just to, to give you the best example, just to give me the pillars, to give me the foundation so that I could build the rest. So yeah. So yeah, he talks about the triggers that would bring on anxiety, comfort, you know, whether it be home life, all that kind of stuff. Um, he always hated confrontation with friends, and he would always play it out in his head, and he would, you know, he'd become passive. He would see it from the other person's side, and then he wouldn't feel like having the conversation. That's why with the Jesenic thing, he mentions here, he wanted to do it on air, because if he did it on air, he would have been able to be a little bit more, he would have been broadcast, Jay. He would have been podcast, Jay. He would have been able to be more himself because he would have known that he had he had to perform. And on the other side of it, which I can also relate to, aggressive confrontation is a lot easier. If someone walks up to me and goes, what now, motherfucker? I know what to do. 
But if I'm trying to have a conversation about a really sensitive issue, it takes a lot for me to not be sheepish, but not get aggressive. <clears throat> it's all about balance. And you, you also got to, you know, I know I overthink things. And I try not to. But I do. And if you're one of those people who does that, does that too, then my suggestion to you would be, well, it would be stop. But asking you to stop is very, very difficult. It's not as easy as it sounds. <coughs> My best suggestion would be to stop, take a breath, just breathe for a second, talk out loud, talk to yourself, you know, or talk to someone. And that's really what I'm trying to get across, talk to someone. Um, talks about always seeing things as a worst case scenario, you know, like, I think he told a story of he was in Florida with his family going to Disneyland as a kid and it rained for two hours and he was like, it's never going to stop raining, this is the end of the world. And they all had to go home from Disneyland. That was a problem I had too when I was in my early 20s. And it's why right now in, in my life at this time, as I'm recording this, I do look at life as a glass half full. I always try to see the positives. I always try to make the best of a situation. It's hard, but I always, the best way I can put it is I always try and think the opposite of what I'm thinking. So instead of being glass half empty, I'm glass half full. Um, he talks about having a suicide note. <laughs> I always tell my miss, oh, my girlfriend this. She adds and I call her my missus, but she is. When I was 17, I remember having a shitty laptop. And on that laptop, there was a folder that had no suicide note because I was never that good of a writer as a kid. But it had a suicide video detailing why do this with whatever assets, shitty assets I thought I had and saying goodbye to the people I cared about. Somewhere on a shitty laptop somewhere, that, that video still exists. Um, <laughs> makes me laugh now, but at the time, it was like, it was probably a horrible video. And, um, you know, and then Lewis and Jay talk about, you know, the idea of reading these suicide notes live on air, because you know Lewis has one. Lewis probably had one at the time when he was like 12 years old, but I don't think I could watch that video. I don't, even for the sake of comedy, I don't know how I'd make that funny. Um, this is a five-star podcast. That's five-star. This is a five-rattlesnake podcast. It's not even a question. You need to listen to this. If you're someone who's listening to me right now and you've ever been anxious or you've ever been depressed or you've ever been an overthinker, you need to hear this. You need to hear from someone who I think is one of the funniest men on this earth say problems that we all have and listen we all know comedians are all you know they're the sad clowns they're the most tormented of us all 
it's probably why I gro I gravitate to it. But there's always light at the tunnel. There's always a way out. The way you feel right now, it will always get better. You just got to work on it. Improve on yourself. Be better. And on that very somber note, we're going to wrap up this podcast in a minute. We're obviously going to do podcaster of the week. It's Big J. No question. Big J had his hand in every big podcast that came out this week. And I'm sure whatever he did on the bonfire this week, even though I haven't had the time to listen, was very hilarious. And then obviously one, two, three. Um, the Real Life Podcast, Stakey Fruit with Dalton Pruitt and Chris from Brooklyn is number three. Legion of Skank for Willy Wank is number two. And obviously the Skeptic Hank episode I just mentioned is number one. If you've only got fucking three hours a week to listen to podcasts, these are the three hours you need to listen to. Those are the three episodes you should listen to. Because you're going to you're gonna learn and you're going to laugh. And that's what life is all about. And I'm getting way too philosophical. And that's why I tell people to turn. If you didn't want to hear me be like this, you should have turned the podcast off about 10 minutes ago. <clears throat> all right. Let's find our lovely list of things. Where is it? My notes are starting to get really clogged. It's starting to be a challenge to find things. Okay. Obviously, you know the deal. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a positive or negative review and a star rating. It helps us out immensely. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at down on the car seven to stay up to date with all the shit that I do on this podcast, even though I'm not very active on social media. It's something I'm aware of and it's something I'm going to try and work on in the future. I don't know if it's posting clips from this podcast or just promoting it more or fucking everyday commenting on Lewis's page being like, I also do a fan cast. Check my shit out, motherfucker. You dirty spick. And as always, be sure to check out the DUT friends. You know the deal. These people support us, we support them. And those people are Break the Apocalypse, Get in the Corner, The Broadcast Podcast, Gang Skanks, of course. I love those, uh, what do they call them? Those giggling milfs. The Red River Podcast, Historic Hole, The Alleged Wrestling Podcast, The Drew Yari Show, Wrestling Soup, and anything Kevin Castle or Jeff Lippman related. And I think that's it. Thank you for listening to this rather long episode of the podcast. I think it's not the longest, but it's pretty close to the longest podcast I've ever done. And as always, I must now bid you an adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Stay hungry and powerful, my friends. <laughs>